Ladies and gentlemen, it is good old Kings in the building. I'm joined with Sammy Savage. It is Saturday and you know what that means. Another episode of the Botchacast podcast. Sammy, how you doing, brother? Oh, good in the hood. Living the dream as always. Living the dream as always. It's been an interesting week on what I like to call the go-home week of all the pay-per-views. We have Bound for Glory. This evening and tomorrow we have Hell in the Cell. What have you thought of this week so far? Hmm. Well, not really go home shows. Are you sure? I mean, they kind of are and they kind of aren't. Mm, depends what show you're Raw watching. Raw was not the best. Um, obviously, we covered that already. SmackDown was totally better. Mm-hmm. Um, Impact, yeah, it was all right. Oh, you actually watched Impact, did you then? Did, I did for once. And oh. NXT we have on Wednesday. And technically, te- and technically Impact, not Impact, um, NXT was the go-home show for Halloween have next week. So it really has been a week of go-home shows. So question is, where do you want to begin? Where should we oh. begin? Oh. And let's go NXT. NXT, okay, so NXT, it was a decent show actually, um, mm. solid matches, I mean, what do we open up with, we had the triple threat match with Kushida, Tommaso Ciampa and The Dream, all three of these guys clashing in the ring, um, I'm happy Kushida run, definitely happened. happy about that, but my question is, do you reckon they're going to stick Ciampa v Dream on Halloween Havoc next week? They probably will. Probably will. I can definitely see it. Um, that match was pretty decent. I wish they kind of laid into Dream a bit more. Give me a few stiff shots here and there, but you know. Mm. We, thought, we, can, we can dream and hope for the best, but I think everybody got a decent show in. Velveteen Dream's still sport, put sport in the cast because obviously he's got a bad hand and whatnot with all the naughty things he's been doing to other people, no pun intended. But um, yeah, it was a decent match. Like I said, Kushida got the win. He's been actually quite fire a lot recently, to be fair, Kushida. So hopefully he gets a decent run, gets a decent push, hopefully, is what I'm hoping for. Maybe goes for the North American belt. What do you reckon? Definitely see him getting the North American belt. Definitely see him. He is a damn good wrestler. And I like his new um, heel turn. Would you say it's a heel turn? It kind of is. It's just more aggressive. Less futuristic. Doesn't make him a heel, though, does it? Because to me, he's still a bit of a baby face. I mean, the only true heel in that match would have been Velveteen Dream. Kushida, uh, definitely the face. Tommaso Ciampa, he can be either. You know what I'm saying? So I'd say Kushida's still, he's still a baby face, but he's bringing out the more aggressive side that we need to see to be ruthless and not take so much shit from people around him. So hopefully big things for him going forward. That is for sure. Hopefully big Whoa. things going for him. Are you thinking the ruthless aggression era times two? <laughs> <laughs> if only if only mate if only but um, yeah I enjoyed it it was a good match good side opener I enjoy all three of them three men in the in the ring enjoy the work individually 
as superstars to stick around and match together was quite fun. So fingers crossed, like I said, going forward, Chris Reader gets a decent push, Velveteen gets handed his P45, and we're all good. We're all good. Oh, they can that. that you were saying. Say that again, sorry. That that tag team that somebody came up with. <laughs> Hold on, let me find this out. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not on the Twitter like I am, like on a day-to-day basis, uh, somebody came up with an ingenious tag team. Uh, put so here it was. It was a Mrs. Cecil Keat. I can't pronounce that properly. Pardon me. And she came up with this ingenious tag team. Put Lars back on NXT. Have him team with Velveteen Dream and call them the Predators. I, I, <laughs> I, I think it's quite fitting to be fair to be calling those two Predators. So have Chris Hansen as their manager. Oh, good forbid, no. Good for that would actually be quite comedy genius to be fair, actually. I wouldn't mind that. So uh yeah, that that was that made me bubble. That did make me bubble a lot this week. So fun's times ahead. I mean dream booking, but it's never gonna happen as you all know this. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Uh so we had uh Ember Moon versus Jesse Keane Camille? Camille, is that how you pronounce it? I think I'm pronouncing it right, just about. A uh, bit of a squash match, effectively. Moon got the win, but Dakota Kai coming after us and saying, you ain't going to enjoy this victory. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So what, we're going to see Dakota Kai in an Ember Moon program? I'm all for that. What about you? I'm definitely all for that. That was a nice little cheap shot. Set up the scene. Dakota Kai has grown on me recently. I mean, since her hill turn at uh, War Games, she's just been a different breed of cat. Where she's got uh, Raquel Gonzalez backing her up in the corner as well as the insurance policy that everybody should be taking out these days. You know, she's gone on. I mean, during this run, her just her new, just a new attitude and like the whole I don't give a fuck kind of situation. She'll go for anybody and everybody. So. Yes, bring me more of that. Bring me more of that. I'd like to see her go over Ember Moon, but we all know that with Ember Moon making an amazing return, she's going to have to get the win in this program. But fingers crossed, I'm going to get a Dakota Kai win. What do you reckon? I definitely see it's going to be a decent rivalry. Um, I hope it does last more than the one match, so we get to see the dynamic from both of them. Like, get them both... Mm. Doing some decent fucking matches. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, I would like to see again there be a match for them next week on Halloween Havoc. But by the looks of things, uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen because I'm looking at the match card at the moment, and we've got four confirmed matches. Uh, we've got Cameron Grimes and Dexter Lumis in the Haunted House of Terror match. I don't know <laughs> what that is. I'm getting image. Oh. I'm getting images of the House of Horror match between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton all the years ago, and Lord knows we will help. We will not have bad that was. Uh, we've got Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez, uh, Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest for the North American belt in a spin the wheel make the deal match. Likewise with Eosha Wright and Candice LeRae in a spin the wheel make the deal match. And then I'm just seeing Wade Barrett and Vic Joseph costume contest. When did this get confirmed? Did I miss this? Yeah, they did it on commentary. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wade Barrett issued the challenge. I'm sorry. So they're going to have a costume contest on what is meant to be a pay-per-view quality show. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's so bizarre, but it's just something that they're just throwing in there. That I mean, if it was on any other brand, I reckon, other than sort of, yeah, if it was on Raw or SmackDown, I reckon it would be like completely outrageous and cheesy as fuck. Oh. But it wouldn't be too bad. It sounds like it's got Vincent McMahon booking all over it. Um, yeah, that's I'm what I'm, the House of Fun match or whatever the fuck they called it is actually going to be decent. I, I hope not. I mean, let's be sure about this. You could have space for any other match, you know, so it's one of the situations. Bear with me. Um, he went out. He went out. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm at work, so I have to make sure I'm still on duty. But um, let's be sure about this. We've got decent rivalries being built up. We have... Who is it we have? So we have uh, Tommaso Ciampa and the Dream, and we also have what looks like it could be Ember Moon and Dakota Cat. Instead of sticking them on Halloween Havoc, okay, maybe not, not so much Ember Moon and Dakota Cat because it's not that much build. But Ciampa and Dream, they've been building for a long time. Why are we getting a costume contest instead of Champa v Dream? I know people don't want to see Dream, but come on. His, this feud he's been having with Champa, it's been building quite nicely, and we're going to get it, what, on free TV? Come on. The tag team titles, and we'll get to them later. Why wasn't that on Halloween Havoc? You know? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, give the people more time, the people that deserve the time, TV time, especially pay-per-view quality-esque kind of television, but instead we're going to get a costume contest. So here's the question. What <laughs> costume are they going to come out with? Um, everything I can think of would be highly inappropriate. <laughs> so <laughs> I can just think of the fucking Gerald Briscoe match. Fucking evening gown. Oh, God forbid, no. Ooh, no, I hope, no, I hope they don't do that. Oh, I wouldn't put it past WWE though. This is this is them all over. So we'll see what happens. Maybe we're gonna see them coming dressed up as old wrestlers. I know Tony Khan, the AEW owner. He has a thing for uh, who is it? Randy Savage, the macho mm. man, Randy Savage. Yeah, apparently he's got like a Slim Jim costume of him as well, which is quite a good throwback. I must admit, whether we're gonna get anything along them lines is beyond me. But wishful thinking. Oh, AEW went all out last year for Halloween. So this year, let's hope they do the same. Yeah, we'll see what happens, and we'll cover them in a later segment. Uh, So, uh, Julian, before that match, though, we did have Robo Cole and the Undisputed Era cutting a promo saying about how they're going to start their legacy again of winning all the gold. However, somebody took out only Mr. Strong, but Bobby Fish, leaving us wondering who's going to be taking the tag team title shots. And quite nicely, I'll give him that. Carter Riley said to Danny Burch and Only Walking, they should take the title shot, which I thought was quite noble. I thought it was quite noble, but I wouldn't ever give away a title shot just like that, to be honest. I mean, you might as well just be given the money, to be honest. You know what I mean? What did you think mm. of? What did you think of Robo Cole, as I'm going to call him now? <laughs> Man, I hope that they put him on like some kind of movable robot thing, and they just have him every week going around. 
Do you know what it reminds me? Robocall. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me if you're a Big Bang Theory fan, uh, when Sheldon Cooper was sitting there on the ro- on the robot that you just ro- drove around everywhere. It's like you're in my spot. It's like, mate, you're a robot. I still don't care. You're you're in my spot. Like, mate, are you kidding me? It, it was absolutely <laughs> genius. But um, yeah, I enjoyed Robocall. It, it works as well. Robocall, baby. Um, come on, that's got to be a catchy. You've got to make that catch. Oh dear, oh dear. So yes, at the end of the night, we had Danny Birch and Only Lorkin versus Brizango, and we'll get to that in a bit. And poor Austin Fury, another L. Yeah, what the hell? Another L. Two. Two. Over one, just two. In a row. <laughs> like, wow. He got absolutely squashed. By that fucking finisher, like the tsunami, he got absolutely squashed. Oh, I, I thought Roddy had it bad when he got squashed, but damn, it's bad. I feel sorry for Austin Fury. He's had he's not had the best year. The fail called up early this year, just before WrestleMania, joining the the Mexican crew, and then getting kicked out. We come with a disciple and getting kicked out of that. Sent back down to NXT after being caught on the um, speaking out movement accusation list. And now this, you're just taking L after L after L after L. Mate. Mate, just... What, you can't recover from this, surely. Unless it's going to be a case of next year's going to be his breakout year. You know, just... Why? Why are they burying him so badly? Honestly. I don't know, but he has officially quit, according to him. Oh, really? When did he say this? He was like, I'm quitting, I'm done, and then drove away. Oh, so he's reckon he's going to hook up with the man formerly known as Shorty G now? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in a week, we've had two people quit, <laughs> in quotation marks, and all Shorty G done was quit his fucking dumb name. Yeah, again, we'll, we'll cover that at some point later on. But, uh, yeah, Austin Fury, I really... I really don't know what's going to happen for him next because it is it is shocking. I mean, I like his stuff. I was enjoying his gimmick. He is the future, and he's just getting squashed unnecessarily. Most definitely, yes. I mean, at first it was who is it? His first loss was against Tommaso. I think it was Tommaso. They had a damn good match, and then Dexter Loomis got his win over him making his return. Obviously, trying to build him up for his North American title shot against Damian Priest, which is quite fair. Uh, Austin Fury being a decent mid-carder, as it looks like, or maybe right now a buried card. You know, give Loomis some momentum. And then we got his match against Johnny Gargano. Those two have been built quite well. I actually thought Fury was going to go over, but nope. Gargano needs the momentum going into Halloween Havoc. And now Bronson Reed, not once but twice in the space of minutes. Right. <laughs> And the the worst thing was that the second win was a Samoan drop. Come on, man. I mean, I know Lana's getting buried by a Samoan drop week in, week out, but not Austin Fury as well, man. Come on. Give this guy some credit, man. I don't know. Proper squash. <laughs> it, it was a proper squash. So we'll see what happens for Mr. Fury going forward, but... Yeah, it, it was not looking good for him, so fingers crossed we'll get better. Uh, well, so we also had a six-man tag match. Ligado Del Fantasma versus Isaiah Swift 
got Jake Atlas and Ashanti T. Ashanti Adonis. This is quite a fun match. This is this is a fun match. All cruiserweights doing the flying over the ropes and whatnot and the graps. But Phantasma got the win. Who got the win actually? Who got the pin actually? Well, it wasn't actually the champion that got the pin. It was one of his minions. Yeah, which I was quite surprised. It was quite an interesting match. Uh, who actually got the win? I really cannot remember. Oh, uh, yeah, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. They take the win. It was a leg sweep. Russian leg sweep into leg lariat finish. Oh, yes, I remember now. That double team move between the tag team. Um, it's a good show, actually, from every single person involved, to be fair, because I've not seen many of these guys stuff in the ring. I mean, other than Joaquin Wilde, formerly known as DJ. DJE or Zima, DJZ back in the Impact days. Other than that, I've not really seen any of these guys really do much stuff in the ring. Uh, Raul Mendoza, for all I ever remember him as being the squash guy in NXT back in the day, but now he seems to be relevant with this Diga del Fantasma. But um, Santos Escobar, let's talk about him and his cruiserweight title because we all know that a uh, certain Jordan Devlin is making claim that he is still the rightful, and in some respects, he is the rightful cruiserweight champion. So do you reckon Santos is going to drop the belt anytime soon? And if he does drop the belt, do you reckon it's going to be to Jordan? Um, If Jordan get get over there, I definitely think he will win it. But until then, he's not going to have that title much longer, I don't think. No, he's had this belt for a long time now. You know, I think, how long's it been now? It's been at least a good three, four months. And to be fair, he's only really defended against Isaiah Swerve Scott, and he's won every single match. Why is beyond me? Because Isaiah Swerve Scott has got such momentum behind him. The swag, the charisma, the, the, the mic game, he is solid. I'm enjoying his stuff, so I can see why you enjoy the work a lot Man. of his stuff. But why he's not he's won the belt is beyond so me. Yeah, I know, it's weird. But do you know what? I actually found out the other day. I don't even know why I didn't notice this before. Because when I saw Santos do um, his dive, his like tope suicida, mm-hmm. he does it in such a way, it's like an arrow. Like he fucking fires himself at them. And I was like, hold on, that reminds me of somebody on Lucha Underground. <sighs> Mr. King. Mr. Who? Like probably pronounced his name wrong. Do you remember the dude with the red mask? Then he used to, like, fire himself at people. <sighs> Mate, you're going back all after that. That was him. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that would make sense, actually. I mean, he does have that Mexican background. So... King Guido. King Guido. I'll have to look him up and stick him in the link in the description. But... Uh... I don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, this feud has been quite weird, to be fair. I think it's still building to Isaiah winning the belt eventually. I mean, now that he's got the backing of Adonis and Atlas, it's, it's quite nice that he's got some backup now because uh, the Gelder del Fantasma, they've always got numbers going. So you never know. Maybe he's going to be escorted to the ring or maybe it's going to be a straight one-on-one match. Who knows? Again, this match could be on uh, Halloween Havoc, but it's not going to happen. So... You know, all we've got to do is just be dirty marks and just accept it. Such is life, but hey-ho, what can you do? Uh, so, yes, uh, Liga Fel- 
Liga del Fantasma getting the big W over Scots, Atlas and Adonis. Now, my favourite segment of the night. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane versus Everise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, like do you let people ever let the people fuck know off. what happened. Let the people know what happened. Well we finally finally got to see Drake Maverick go completely insane and smash Everright to get them off my fucking TV. And then <laughs> Killian was so pleased. He was like, that's the guy. That's the guy I wanted. That's the guy I need to tag with. It was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Just watching Creedy and Dane's face just there like, where's that guy been? Where's that guy been? That's the best. It was genius. So <laughs> he was like, that was fucking awesome. I know. And just the way he slapped him down, like, where the hell have you been? And then he just knocks over Drake Maverick and Drake's just there like, I'm sorry. He's like, no, mate, bring that guy back. I want to see that guy more often. <laughs> and he even let the music play when the music drops. Afterwards, I mean, this segment is great, and these two are going on me as a team, as a nice comedy act, a nice different thing to watch on week in, week out of NXT. So, um, do you reckon they'll win the belts? Going I mean, if they call themselves the Fairy and the Fury, I am down. God forbid, no. God forbid, no. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear that name at all. That's that's disrespect to Killian Dane, former big demo. In uh in the UK scene, <laughs> I don't want to hear. I don't want that team name at all. But, um, it sounds like a big fast and furious. No, no, nobody needs to hear furious. Nobody needs to hear that, mate. It's it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. So um, yeah, give me more of those two. Give me more of those two on TV. Love it, love it, love it. Um, who is this? Nazari versus Casey. <laughs> Kentazaro. I never saw this match. What happened here? I missed this somehow. Um, Casey got the win. But beforehand, we had Zai Lee with that weird bloke that gave her a letter. Mm. Now, I'm not sure what the hell is going on here because she was like, I need a win. I need a win. And the bloke was there like, yeah, you need a win. I'm thinking, what? what? What's going on here? Is she going to get deported if she doesn't win or something? Fuck. <laughs> Like I don't understand the storyline, but anyway, she didn't win. It was it was a decent, tiny match. I mean, both are really good. Mm. Don't understand. But then it was set up for Raquel Gonzalez to come in and absolutely destroy Zaya Lee. And then does Ripley come out to make the save at all? Nope. Oh wow! No fair play. I want to bear with me. Yeah, right, cool. Um. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. I look forward to see what happens going forward with that. I mean, Zali, I've not really seen much of her stuff, to be honest. She has ridiculously got in shape. Like, it's insane. If you look at her Instagram account from what she used to be, she wasn't like the biggest of girls or anything. And now she's cut the shit. It's ridiculous. Mm, well. Mate, these things happen. To be fair, man, there's a lot of superstars in NXT at the moment that seem to be kind of underneath the radar. Zadie seems to be one of them. 
Uh, who else is there that seems to be going underneath the radar a little bit? Well, sounds like it looks like Austin Fury's going underneath the radar now. So, I don't know. Do you reckon it's another clusterfuck like they have on the main roster where they're just trying to get everybody some form of TV time? I mean, it could be. Um, just trying to shove people in and get them to shine. <laughs> By burying them like, as they are doing at the moment. That makes perfect sense, mate. Perfect sense. Yeah, they're like, all right, you're on TV, that's fine. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh well, this okay, we'll see what happens. But sadly, man, she she is interesting, but at the moment she just seems to be getting absolutely more and more buried and buried and buried. Maybe this is at the burying section uh, at the moment. Maybe there could be a last man standing match. Maybe there could be a buried alive match, but they seem to be burying people week in, week out on TV, so I I don't know. I, I don't know. See what happens. Uh, we heard Thatcher's Fetch Can live. Was it an actual match, was it? It turned into one, yeah. And he made him tap. I'm sure he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did make him. He fucking annihilated him. Mate, Tim Thatcher's fucking jokes. He reminds me of a certain Mr. Benoit, but he's got more of a charisma about him. Even with that toothless grin. <laughs> <laughs> he is funny I'm, I'm liking these facts as facts can to be fair sometimes I'm just sitting there wishing why am I not there right now doing these grabs not that I want to be in the hole though because god forbid it looks like he's going to snap your arm off half the time but um, I like those facts as facts can segments they're brilliant give me more of that please yeah it was um, so basically he was showing the moves and then the dude towards the end was just like no fuck you I ain't taking it Started pushing back, and then Thatcher was like, "All right, let's go for it." The referee just came out of nowhere and was like, "All right, let's make a match." Like, what? There's always a referee just lying around conveniently for these type of segments, isn't there? So it was, yeah. It's almost like the twenty four seven championship all over again, just without the belt and the people being chased around the damn building, isn't it? Oh well, but yeah. What do you reckon is going to happen next for Miss? Thatcher because he's gone a bit unnoticed as well at the moment. I mean, since his North American title match against Damien Priest, which he came up short, he went to take over, lost to Finn. I mean, what's he done since then? This is literally just these type of segments. So, what do you reckon? He's got to be deserved to push, surely. Yeah, I think they're going to probably just hold off a little bit, do all this thing, and then eventually get into a program. I can see him going for the North American title again. Yeah, yeah we, need a, we need a bit more of a technician wrestler on NXT these days. I think the only person, I don't really think there's any other technical wrestlers other than him on that brand. I mean, you could say Riddle was a bit of a technical wrestler, but he's got more of the UFC background and whatnot. So to actually have the submissions and the grabs and the tapping out and breaking of limbs and whatnot, it's, it's refreshing to see someone as him. But... Yeah, well, like I said, I wouldn't mind seeing him have a title shot at some point in the future going forward. Hopefully, give him a nice run. And fingers crossed, it's going to be an interesting an interesting year for him next year in 2021. I wouldn't mind. Like I said, I want to see some more of these superstars get the push they deserve and a bit more TV time instead of having a fucking costume contest on Halloween Havoc. Fucking ridiculous, mate. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, and then the main event of the evening so as we discussed earlier we had both members of the undisputed era uh taken out carter riley decided to give up 
their title shot and give it to Ernie Wilkin and Danny Birch. Breezango v Ernie Wilkin and Danny Birch pursued, and um, to be fair, it was a damn good match. Back and forth action. You know, yeah. you know what you're going to get with these guys in the ring. But, um, yes, Breezango, Dango pushed off the top rope by a masked assailant. Um, and then Tyler Breeze took a low blow. Uh, they hit their double team move. One, two, three. We have first time and new tag team champions in Only Walking and Danny Birch. Uh, celebrations <laughs> after the match turns out to be a certain Mr. Pat McAvee making his return to NXT. Uh, he cut a promo afterwards as well, saying that these guys are now going to take over the business. And do you know what, right? I, I, I'm I'm behind this team. I'm behind this team. Only Lockie and Danny Birch, to be fair, they've been faces in all the time I've known them as a team. So the fact they've turned heel and they've aligned themselves with Pat McAvee, someone who can... He's a naturally good speaker on the mic. You know, he's a really, really good speaker on the mic. Natural heel. I think he's got... I think he's got the business in his blood a little bit, so to speak, especially his feud with Adam Cole. So going forward, I'm going to enjoy this this deadly little trio. You know, are you excited as I am about this team? Man, when I when I saw them win, oh, it it fucking blew my mind. I literally just went, "What? <laughs> what? What? They finally fucking won!" I was like, "No, what the hell?" And then fucking, can we talk about that mask? Like yeah, what was that? It didn't even cover the whole of it. But... What was that mask? I mean, I thought the um, like El Gran Gordo's mask fucking... was bad this week, but that was even worse. It looked like um, a cup that you put in a jock strap, but metal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Gorgano had in the yeah. in the Mexican Oh god, yeah, I know exactly. What you mean. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? But when it was him, I was like, hold on. Was this the plan all along? Or did they have to change it up a bit? Like they replaced one British person with Danny Burt. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But if it's storytelling, then it makes perfect sense because let's be sure about this. I mean, who took up Robocall? I mean, you had your theory that it was Pat McAvoy. The fact that Pat's taken out two members of the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole's on the shelf, his plans come into fruition. So you never know. Give it till next week when you give us the reason why they've all aligned with each other. But... I think your theory could be coming mm-hmm. true, mate. Pat McAvee was the man that paid off a certain Mr. Rich Holland who is on the shelf recovering from surgery that paid him off. Now he's got a Mercedes. You know, it, it, it's fitting in. Your theory is fitting in well, mate. So, well done, Sammy. This could, you could be onto something. Yeah, good, like, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think, like, if it was the plan all along to have Rich Holland, him, and then... Danny Birch and Only Orkin. You could have them versus the Undisputed Era. Yeah, that is true. And then, ah, oh, but are we going to get a Wars Games pay per view this year? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I heard in the rumors, I don't think we're going to get one this year because then that would have been a perfect match. That would have been perfect to have those guys in a War Games match, 4v4, Undisputed Era for the fourth year in a row, I'm going to say. How many? Oh, man, they've been in like. They all have of been them. in every single one of them, haven't they? You had the first original three, yeah. you had the original one with Jesus Christ, who was in that match now? So you had them, AOP, Roddy Strong, and then Sanity. After that, we had 
Jesus Christ, who was it? Champa, PDs, and Pete Dunn, Ricochet. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? I want to say Velveteen Dream, but I think I might be wrong. But either way, I'm sure they've been in all of the damn War Games matches that's been at NXT, so why not have them in there again one more time? I mean, okay, it won't be the same because you ain't got the live crowd and the reactions to the nasty bumps. And maybe then we might get a War Games match, which will be quite disappointing, but that would have fit perfectly. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you've got the British contingency of Danny Burch and Bridge Holland, the two Americans in Only Walking and Mr. McAvoo. It makes sense. It would have made sense. So you never know. Fingers crossed, though. We're booking here, aren't we? This is our booking, ladies and gentlemen. This is how NXT should be booked. Give us the time and the money, and we'll make it a damn good show. But, um, yeah. It's, it's amazing stuff. It's amazing stuff. So, yes, Danny Birch, only looking new NXT Tag Team Champions, align themselves with Pat McAvee. It's going to be an interesting stuff going forward. Do you reckon they'll make an appearance next week on Halloween Havoc? I mean, I hope so. I just want to know what's going on. I just want yes, to know. We're never going to forget this one, ladies and gentlemen, at all. Oh, well. Right. So, as we're here, there was the Go Home Show, as I always, like I said earlier, for the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view show next week, whatever you want to call it. So, your predictions. Your predictions. We have Irishirai versus Candice LeRae in a spin that will make the deal match. Who you got to win? We know what the match is going to be. Obviously well, not. These are the stipulations that we could get. So a coal miner's glove on a pole. I, I have no... I can only show you something on a pole match. A blindfold match. A casket match. A chambers a chamber of horrors match. Biker's chain match. Buried alive match. Devil's playground match. Boiler and brawl match. Shotzi's choice. Weapons wild match. Mm. Trick or street fights. And TLS. Tables, ladders and scares match. Those are all the stipulations <laughs> that we could have for both spin the wheel, make the deal matches. <laughs> Tables, ladders, and stairs. I can only assume it's a TLC match. <laughs> I was just thinking of a fucking stairs match between fucking Big Show and Rosie's oh face. Yeah. I just hope it is stairs. Oh, this. I don't know, mate. This is WWE we're talking about. Um, so, what do you reckon this match? Who do you reckon? Well, okay, so what stipulation do you reckon we're going to get? And then what match? Who's going to win the match? Right. So, my theory is it. For that one, it's going to be Shotzi's choice. I was thinking this because Shotzi has got a bit of beef. She should be in that match, but no, she got screwed over. So, yeah, Shotzi's choice. And who you got to win? I'm thinking. If, if that means that she has to only pick off the wheel, then I'm going to say a street fight. Yep, triple street fire, that could work. Um, but if she can enter into it, then I'm going to say it's a triple threat. Ooh, that's fire. a good curb. Well, that is a good curb. So you're saying possible triple threat match. Possible hmm. triple threat match. Oh, do you know what? I like that. Possible triple threat match. See, Sammy, that's good booking, mate. That's good shit. 
That's good shit. I know. If it's her choice, she can choose to put herself mm-hmm. in it. That's very, very true. That's very, very true. Um, so who got to retain? Who got to win? I was going to say, he got to retain. You can't buy five champions in there. So he got to win that match then, if that is the case, where it becomes a triple threat. If it is a street fight, my money's on Candice LeRae. Okay, but if it's a triple threat match, as you're throwing your little curveball, you got... Shotzi. Shotzi. Okay, okay. I just, I just want them to pull the trigger, get some, get some crazy, funky shit going on. Blow my mind again. They could do that, to be fair. Um, I don't even know myself. I like. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna go with that shot. She's choice again, just because because she's the host. Why she's the host is beyond me. Mm. So fuck no. So yeah, maybe a possible triple threat match. And I'm gonna have Eo to retain as well because I'm enjoying this title reign. I think we're gonna get a bigger blow off and a bigger payoff between her and Ember Moon or the returning. Ooh. What's her name? Tony Storm. If they get Ooh, a match. So, yeah, damn. I'm going to have EO to retain. Regardless of whatever the stipulation is, triple threat match, if it's Shotzi's choice, trickle treat strike, I'm just going to have EO to retain. Keep a dominant victory going. I know there could be a possible interference from Indy Hartwell, but nah, I'm going to go with EO to retain. Oh, I completely forgot about the insurance you know, policy. Oh, yeah, you need to read the small print, mate, when it comes to these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's definitely going to happen. There's definitely going to be some kind of interference. Of it's Halloween Havoc. Anything goes. Anything goes, mate. Anything goes. Um, the other spin that will make the deal match, Johnny Gargano v Damien Priest. Uh, what stipulation and who you got to win? What the fuck is a coal miner's glove? Is it like... I don't know. Um, Spears glove. Loaded. I don't have a fucking clue, mate. Uh, I am not WWE. I'm just the dude that talks about it on a podcast. <laughs> oh, I hope it's not that one. I fucking hope because it just sounds dumb. Mm. Um, oh, do you know we haven't seen one in a long time? Let's go for a casket match. <laughs> Is there a casket big enough for Damien Priest? Because he's such a lanky bastard. One big enough for the Undertaker. You know? I'm sure they got enough. One big enough for the Undertaker. Uh, okay, if you're going with a casket match, you got to rule to win. Damien Priest. Priest to retain, good choice. I mean, I'm enjoying his title, I mean, to be fair. Um, mm. He's got the charisma to keep that belt. I thought Velveteen Dream had the charisma, but, you know, Damien Priest is just going <laughs> to... Yeah, something else. But, yeah, uh... Damien Priest is a different kettle of fish, and I'm in love with this title. So, yeah, keep the belt on him for as long as possible. Thank you very much. Um, I, I don't know what I want to see between these guys, to be fair. I mean, a buried alive match, I'd love to see one of them again. I'd love to see them. But for some reason, I can see it being a Devil's Playground match. That just, that's just catchy, Devil's Playground match. I don't know what that is going to ensure. Cruel, I know it could be a Falls Count Anywhere match, but I'm going to go with a Devil's Playground with a Priest to retain. Um, I mean, as much as people want to see a power couple with NXT, I don't want to see it. So please, just no no more power couples. I've had enough of them. So yeah, I'm going with Devil's Playground, Priest to retain. Um, Cameron Grimes v Dexter Loomis in a Haunted House of Terror match. That's, that's got Dexter Loomis written all over it. 
I'm backing Loomis. I know. I, you know, I'm going to back Loomis as well, right? But the thing is with Loomis, I think I might have said this way back when he first came out, didn't really, like, I, I just didn't really like him. Like, there was just something. But I think he's nailing this stalking serial killer gimmick. Like, him just popping up in the back yeah. of interviews and just staring at them. Ah, oh, it's so good. This is going to be potentially a good match and I'm hoping yes. it will be I mean it's got the potential I mean the cave in with the move of the month in my world um, I mean Cameron Grimes has been amazing recently I'm loving his promo work I'm loving his proper heelish tendency mm. but he's got that cowardly tendency about him as well it's all good being able to try and sneak attack somebody but now you've got to be stuck in a ring with him one on one especially in a match like that it, anything's going to go so again as long as it's not one of them cinematic kind of bullshit things that we've been getting recently with WWE, then I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. So, yeah, Loomis win from both me and you. Um, I was going to ask you who do you want yeah. to win the costume contest, but then I've had a Snickers bar in the meantime. That's not going to happen. And Rhea Ripley versus... <laughs> it's going to be It's going to be bullshit. That's what it's going to be. And Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, who you got? And... If I could, I swear it was Rhea Ripley or Raquel that had that horrid power bomb on the outside of the ring many, many, many moons ago. So I'm thinking that this is going to be a heavy oh, hitting match. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm going to see Raquel probably. Ooh, Gonzalez to win. Interested. Mm. Um. Uh, uh, I'm I'm growing bored of Rhea Ripley. Since WrestleMania, she's not been the same woman since. I think she lost the momentum big, big time. Um, Gonzalez, she is the big, dominant, scary, monsterish woman that NXT's been looking for, that's needed, that NXT's needed for a long, long time. So, do you know what? I might back you on that. Actually, and go with Gonzalez as well, because like I said, I don't think Ripley's got the momentum. She's not been doing much recently. They've watered her down so much. It's it's quite sad. So I'm backing Gonzalez mm. to win that match with you on that one. Okay, so I think we've got all the predictions there. If any other matches come out, then you know maybe we'll cover them on the next episode after. The Hell in the Cell pay per view. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And always remember to keep it botched. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, good old Kings in the building. And as always, I'm joined by Sammy Savage. Hello. There he is. We had a bit of a technical difficulty there, ladies and gentlemen, before this, but because of our brilliant editing skills, you're never going to notice. Love it. Um, so. Speaking of go-home shows, let's get into the go-home show of SmackDown, which was a hell of a lot better than Raw this week, let's be sure about this. Consistently the best show over the past couple of weeks, fair to say? Oh yeah, for sure. The Raw one was absolutely garbage. I mean, the fucking new titles are just fucking terrible. I mean, the waiting... Music for Anchor is a lot better than the fucking <laughs> raw thing, and that's saying something. Elevator music, mate. That's what it is, mate. It's mm. elevator music. Uh, but yeah, SmackDown was was really good, actually. I enjoyed it. I mean, there were some bits I was a bit like, meh, 
I mean, do you know what? Let me get the big thing that was a big meh to me was the whole uh cult was it Laura Notice? Was that what they called this segment? Laura <laughs> Notice, yeah. Fucking who gave it such a stupid name? So if you've not seen this, then ladies and gentlemen, you're doing yourself a fucking favour because we've got John O'Clock, that is John Bradshaw Lafill overseeing as the judge with Ron Simmons as the foreman. I think that's what they called him in court. Um, the opening statements, which were, again, were amusing at best. I wouldn't say they were anything true, amazing, nothing hard-hitting. Then we had the witness statements, which had Raw, Rey Mysterio, Asuka, Tucker giving their testimonies. And for some reason, Teddy Long as the reporter. I can only assume he was doing the whole little typing thing because when he got like typed like 10,000 words in like seconds when someone was talking. But he was there for some random cameo. I mean, why was he there, to be fair, honestly? Why was he there? <laughs> He's Teddy Long, man. He's everywhere. Hala, 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 which is what Asuka managed to get in there as well. I was just like, okay. Um, I don't want to see the segment again afterwards. Um, and then the third state, and then the third segment of this, um, JBL was going to rule in favour of Otis, but instead he got bribed. I mean, he must have been bribed. That's the only reason why he would have made um, the match. And here's another thing. Who gave JBL authority to make matches in WWE these days? This is a good point. This is a very good point. I mean, I know he used to be one of the backroom generals and we oversaw, uh, what's it, wrestlers caught back in the day, but I didn't know he had the power to do such things. And now he's making matches and telling Otis that he's got to defend his money in the back contract against uh, The Miz. Um, this segment was just ridiculous because... Not being funny, right? You've just had a mess, nice little WWE draft for this year. Instead of giving TV time to people that deserve the TV time that have been drafted to SmackDown, you're giving me some BS comedy segment. I know some people liked it, but I, I didn't enjoy this at all. If you was going to make The Miz and Otis wrestle for the box, then why didn't they just announce it on like a Raw on Monday or something? Why did we have to sit through this? What I can only describe as a clusterfuck segment and getting all these people cameo appearances. Uh, I, I don't get it. I don't I get it. I think it's just um, part of Fox swinging their big old dick around. Fuck Fox. Just because they got all the money and shit, I don't care. Uh, it, it was it was, it was, was bad. I, I didn't enjoy this at all. So yeah, we're going to get Otis and... The Miz confirmed now for Hale and Cell. Do you know how many matches there are actually for this year? <laughs> Fucking too many. <laughs> no, no clue. Honestly, no clue. Well, this is the thing. Apparently, someone said to me there's only five, but I'm looking at the final match card on CBSSports.com. And, well, can I look at this into this. We've got Kevin Owens versus Alistair Black. Why? When did that get announced? Yeah. Thank you very much. We've also got a triple threat match. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins versus Murphy. What? No, don't listen. I've, I was going to go off on one. 
about this. Apparently, this is just being, I don't know when this got confirmed, but apparently this is going down at Hair in a Cell. If this is true, then I'm going to go absolutely berserk because the main match, the main event of the match of last night was Buddy Mur- was Murphy versus Rollins. Um, why was this not at the Hair in a Cell pay-per-view? Yeah. Enlighten me. Why was that not at the paper- on the pay-per-view this week? Why are they giving that giving this this match on free TV? I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a damn good match between the two of them. They always put on a solid match. You, you know what you're gonna get from Seth Rollins no matter what. Uh Buddy Murphy or Murphy as he is now, he's he's always been solid. His stuff that he did in two or five live against Mustafa and Cedric Alexander, absolutely memorable matches. When he won the belt in Australia, you know, it's a massive pop. So why He's not getting pay-per-view time. Is beyond me. Is beyond me. But yeah, he he took an L. And then what else bugged me about this segment is that Aaliyah Mysterio was watching the match at in the back with the you know body front head turn, you know get that body <laughs> posture situation that the young bucks were first showing on AEW a couple of weeks ago. But again. A 19-year-old showing her affections to a 32-year-old man is is bad taste. It's bad taste. This segment, this whole story needs to end sooner rather than later. And I hope this match at Hell in a Cell is the final, is the final straw of it all because I, I don't want to see it anymore. Do you want to see this anymore? Hell no. Hell no. Not at all anymore. It's it's getting stupid. It's getting boring. And like I said, it's just getting poor, poor taste. I mean, the fact that she was watching it backstage and then she's gone over there to sacrifice herself to make sure he doesn't come under any more harm. Like, what, what are they trying to prove? What are they trying to prove? What are they trying to gain from this all, exactly? It's just a dumb storyline. The sooner it's done, the better. So, yeah, get this, get them off my TV, get them off my TV. So, that was the meh bits that I didn't enjoy on SmackDown. The bits I did enjoy on SmackDown, actually, no, I tell you, there's one more. There was another thing I didn't enjoy. What was it? Oh, good grief. Now, Velveteen Dream's future tag team partner, the freak <laughs> Lars Sullivan. Now, I watched this. I don't know if you did the same thing, but do you know this new drinking game me and you're going to start playing whenever we see Lars Sullivan on TV? Yeah, we're, sh- we're going to sit there take a shot every time they say or they refer to Lars Sullivan as, as a freak. Now, including the video promo before his match against Shorty D. G, how many times do you reckon they said the freak? Five. No. No, now last week it was 22, this week it was 12. Fuck yeah, now. Trust me. <laughs> I think it was in like a 10, like a 5, 10 minute situation. I'm just sitting there. I'm just doing a taddy chart. It's like, right, every time I hear the freak, taddy, 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 12 times, including the video promo. I was going to sit there and say, does it count when you sit there, see his name, when they have like the little, um, the little on-screen thing with all their names and whatnot. I was just like, no, that's not going to... That's not fair. That's not fair. So anytime they said his name from commentary, the freak, Lars Sullivan. 12 times. 
including the video promo. Um, the less said about him, the better, because his match against Shorty G was a damn crime against humanity. Fuck him off. Just stick him in the middle of nowhere and just be done with him. Uh, I'm, I'm bored of him. He, he's boring me. Do you reckon Michael Cole gets paid to say these catchphrases by no, people saying them for? Because remember fucking the big dog. He's the big dog. He's the big dog. No, it's he's not boss time. Down. It's boss time. Oh, God forbid. The freak. The freak. The... Oh, no. I just His voice irritates me as well. And I think that's what makes it worse that we have to keep hearing Michael Cole say the same bullshit things over and over. And over and giving us the same phrases that we don't want to hear over and over again. Like even when Sasha Banks made her entrance this week, it's Bob's time. Shut up, Cole. Fuck me. I think I sent a meme about this actually, where Batman sapping Robin. It's busted. Shut up, Michael. Nobody wants to hear it no more. That's literally how I feel every time. Uh, so yeah, last time I've got a squash win against uh Shorty G. Um Bianca Belair. I enjoyed what they did with her this week. Did you? Yeah, muchly. She is impressive. Like, damn, she's strong. <laughs> she really is. I think that Gorilla Press on Selena Vega was was my favourite moment. I mean, I know a certain Mr. Somebody who used to be on the team, who's still on hiatus, would have loved seeing her getting that much TV time and that much promo and backing before her match against Selena Vega. But, um, yeah, she, she's really impressed me. She's come a long way from NXT. I know she had a previous title shot against Shayna Baszler during her time in NXT. And it was a shame she came up short because I genuinely thought she could have dethroned Shayna. But um, do you reckon she could be the next champion after heading the Cell? If Sasha Banks doesn't win the belt, that is. I can see her winning the belt off Sasha Banks. Ooh, the EST versus the belt. Yeah, sense. I mean, it's it's obvious. Sasha's going to win and then lose the belt straight away. Okay, now hold on. Is it that obvious she's going to win the belt, Sasha Banks? I mean, okay, she got Bailey to sign... The contract this week, and I enjoyed the way she got her to sign the contract by making a choke by choking her out with the chair. That's gonna oh, that's gonna add a new dynamic to the match because you know this has been year a year in the making, if not more than a year. If we're gonna include the NXT run with each other, and then the failed first heel turn from Bailey back on Raw many many yonders ago, and they had to have the the counselling, friends counselling. Do you remember that nonsense? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so th- this match is going to be good don't get me wrong but let's be sure about this last time Sasha Banks won well, her last two matches in Head in a Cell Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch both L's and she says she's the boss of the cell no offence Sasha I love you to bits but you're the boss of L's at the big boy time the big boy stages when you need to be a boss okay so I don't think it's obvious that Sasha's going to win at all. Yeah, she's coming out with some inten- intensity that she needs to bring for him in the cell, but I genuinely cannot call a winner for that hell in the cell match when we get to our predictions in a bit. Um, 
but yes, EST, I would love to see her win the belt. She's she's a good worker as well. Like you said, the stuff's improved a lot. I mean, we've seen all of her athletic abilities. I don't know if you've seen some of the promo videos of her when she was in college, maybe high school, when she was like track and field. Mate, she's an absolute beast. Yeah, I mean, that is the power couple that we need. What, her and Montez Ford? Yeah, her and Montez, Ford. <laughs> Montez Ford's fucking frog splash. That's Jesus just a thing of beauty. They need air traffic control. Yeah, I was going to say something that Corey McGrath, uh, Corey Graves said. Yeah. Honestly, the amount of height he gets on that fucking frog splash is ridiculous. I swear to God, like, he's almost as high as one of the ladders in a ladder match. Can you no. imagine off a ladder? No. God forbid, no. Mm-mm. I mean, because of that, because of the lift off he gets, that could go wrong in so many ways. So he'd no. go through the roof. Uh, he could go to the moon and back. You might see Cameron Grand on the way back down, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about um, that, right? In that match with Cameron Grimes, I hope he gets to use a rocket and just shoot a rocket at someone. <laughs> I just love to see him shoot a rocket. Be like the final deletion all over again, <laughs> or the ultimate deletion, something like that. Uh, but yeah, it was that was good. Uh, speaking of uh, Montez Ford, um, Anzo Dawkins, the opening segment of SmackDown, which was the KO show. So we had uh, who do we have? So we had uh, Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan. Good to see him back on regular TV, sporting a nice little suit. Living the dream as always. Um, coming up with the yes movement, with the yes, with the yes, and yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. It was good stuff. Um, what? Well, so Kevin Owens teasing that he would like to tag with with Daniel Bryan. Um, I I don't want to see that tag team. Do you? No. It's it's a it's a team that I. I can't see happening. Maybe Owens and Sami Zayn, definitely from the Ring of Honor days, but those two as a team, it doesn't make sense. And to be fair, they're just trying to make more tag teams because who is it that said they've really got a stacked tag team division? I think it was Corey Graves and commentary. So they're saying SmackDown's got a stacked tag team division. I was just like, are you all right there, mate? I don't know what you're smoking, but pass it this way. You've barely got teams as it is. So are you going to tell me this is a stacked tag team division because it's far from it, mate? Far, far from it. There is only two that I can think of at the top of my head. Rudolph and Street Profits. <laughs> uh, the Usos now that Jimmy came back on TV. We'll get back to him shortly. Um, I mean, what? The Street Profits, that's free. <laughs> Telling me you got stacked tag team division. Have you fuck? Tag team division in WWE is just shit. Mm. In any way, shape, or form. So I, I don't know what's going to happen going forward. Um, but yeah, so Rudolph came down, interrupted, saying they're the greatest acquisitions on SmackDown. Just like, oh, you fuck. Then we also had Street Profits come down afterwards, and then we had Nakamura and Cesaro. Everybody basically staking oh. claim to why. They How did we forget them? Was, Nakamura who, and Cesaro. No, I didn't forget them. They were there. It was an eight-man clusterfuck to open yeah, the show. Everybody... I was like, I could only think of two, and then I was like, oh wait, shit, they're actually okay. <laughs> it was a clusterfuck it... of a. It was an absolute clusterfuck. So we'll see what happens. But um, 
I, I, I don't know what's going to happen going forward. I really don't know what's going to happen going forward now because if that taking division is stale. It needs a lot of work. Why they stop all the decent tag teams, I'm guessing, on Raw is beyond me. Why they're not called up any more tag teams is beyond me. I mean, I know they've got a lot of injuries to consider. I mean, War Machine being both on the shelf, uh, Andrade and Angel Garza, they got split, but now Andrade's on the shelf. The Mysterios, could they be a tag team when Ray's fit? Because I hear he's, been given, he's going to be given the all clear in the near future his eye back. to start resting again. No, he had a torn muscle. Oh, he had a torn damn. Muscle. I thought they were going to get him back. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, Sammy. I mean, yeah, it's very true, <laughs> but no. It's nothing to do with his eye. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Do you know, there was actually um, an announcement on Talking Smack um, oh, from this? a Mr. Daniel Bryan himself. He was saying that this is his last run. I saw this, his last full-time mm-hmm. run. So, what feud do you want to see him get into now, if this is going to be his last uh, full-time run in WWE? I definitely want to see him versus Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen some of this stuff back in the Ring of Honor days as Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson, or is it Daniel Bryan? Brian Danielson, I'm sure it was something along the lines. Uh, that'd be quite interesting to see. I wouldn't mind seeing him... Uh, it'd be nice to see those two get into a program. I think it was him and Sami Zayn because he was teasing that mm-hmm. Sami Zayn should defend the IC belt on a week in, week out. And Sami Zayn, by right, being the champion that he is, um, fuck you. I'm going to defend the belt as and when I want to defend the belt. You can't make me do that type of shit, motherfucker. So, yeah, that'd be quite good to see. Um, who else is there? Him v. Seth, him v. Seth Rollins, that could be fun. Him v. Roman Reigns, if he gets another title shot at some point, try and define the tribal chief. Uh, him v. Biggie, that could be a good match as well. Him v. Cesaro, Nakamura. Those options are endless. But it's the programs that's going to draw money and audience and ratings for SmackDown, which is going to be interesting. I mean, if he's going to make more legendary quotes like, um, fist me, boys, pals. <laughs> massive, massive pause. Now, if you understand what I mean by pause, ladies and gentlemen, then you know what I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> fucking fist me, boys. That's, that's not a good thing you should be saying mate, at all. Phrasing. Really, really needs to think about what he says out before he starts <laughs> saying it out loud, mate. I'm telling you. Jeez, that was, um, it was funny, don't get me wrong. It was funny, don't get me wrong. It's just the energy behind it as well, which can make me smile a lot. So, yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan's last full time run in WWE. It's a shame, but. You know, now that he's got two kids now, yeah. you know, she's going to want to be more around his family, his buddies. I mean, the fact that he came back from his retirement, is it says a lot about him. It speaks volumes of his character, his work career, and his love for the sport, to be fair. So, give him one more title run. Make sure it's not one of them fucking hemp title belts that he'd done like last time, and then we're good to go. Yeah, I... Should be fun times. I hope that when he eventually hangs up his gear um, that he goes and does something backstage, maybe help the talent or does like commentary. Cause him on commentary is pretty fucking amazing. Mm, that's true. He could do that. I mean, I could see him being more of a case of maybe a trainer in the ring, you know, cause I'm sure there's a lot of people that 
who are wanting to be young, budding wrestlers, they conspired to thank Brian. Some of the matches he's had over the past has been amazing. I mean, his match against AJ Styles early this year was just absolutely brilliant. The fact they got 40 minutes in the ring, it's unheard of. I know. It is unheard of for a match to go on for so long. So, you know, fingers crossed they do something nice for him. They give him a good send-off. Maybe, one, like I said, one more title reign. Um... Maybe stick him in a tag team with Kevin Owens, give him another title shot, something like that. We never know. The Like I said, the options are endless. So, fingers crossed and let's see what happens going forward for the two of them. Love this stuff. And then, now, I'm sorry, but Roman Reigns, thank you so much for turning heel at last. Now, this segment was fucking amazing. This segment was fucking amazing. Uh, we thought it was Jey Uso in his office, feet up. Kicking it back, looking at all the cheese and the raspberries and uh, and the travel water, which was fucking brilliant. But it turned out to be Jimmy making his TV return. Hopefully that is him being given the all clear to return into the ring. Because if the Usos are back on SmackDown, then there's at least four tag teams now on SmackDown. Thank fuck. But um, Jey Uso comes out, jumps Roman, hits him with a super kick, hits him with the Uso splash. And then... What I can only say is one of the most personal stipulations I've ever heard, ever. Um, if if Jay wins, he wins. He's a tri- he's the tribal chief. Um, he becomes the tribal the tribal chief and all that type of stuff, all that and all that type of shit. But if he loses, not only him but him and Jimmy will be both out of the family. Oh, and that is. And Jimmy, both Usos will be forced out of the family. Um, that'll be hit the family, the kids, the kids, kids in the future. Like, mate, <laughs> it's that is brutal. That's one of the most personal, personal stipulations ever. You're telling me if Jay loses, he's going to be kicked out of the family. Well, if he doesn't acknowledge him as a truth, then he's going to kick him out of the family because this kind of sets up the whole rumors about these guys getting into a faction you know i don't know if you've heard this stuff but the usos and roman reigns three-man faction it could work it definitely work because obviously the family blood between the two of them and then if jay does say i quit and then acknowledges him as a chief then he has to fall in line then he has to call him the tribal chief maybe make him and jimmy go for the belts the tag team belts so they can have another tag team title reign and they could have the main belts that matter on smackdown you know it's it's going to be an interesting match, but Jesus Christ, you're going to kick him out of the family if he doesn't acknowledge him as the chief. Wow. Just, just wow. What did you reckon? It's <laughs> it's definitely a stipulation, I'll give you that. That is... They, oh, I don't know. I don't think there has been anything bigger stipulation-wise. Not with... Getting, uh, family not with not generations... With Mm, I was gonna say there's nothing like this with such personal, such such deep, deep meaning behind such a stipulation. So it's it's gonna be interesting. I know it's gonna be a damn good match. I know this will be Roman Reigns' fourth hand the cell match. I think this will be Jimmy's no Jay, sorry. This will be his second hand the cell match because I know the New Day and the Usos had an absolutely brilliant head of cell match a couple of years back when both were on SmackDown and having that um feud. So I can't wait. I think this will be the match of the night. 
I mean, the fact that we're going to have three Hell in the Cell matches on Sunday is going to be ridiculous. But this being like I quit match within the cell is just like a whole different dynamic. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So let's uh, let's let's do our predictions for this. I mean, I mean, sorry. Before we get back into that, what was your grade for this go home show compared to Raw? Because I know I gave Raw a straight F for fucking failing to get me excited. For Hair in a Cell, but after watching Roman Reigns and Jey Uso segment closing on SmackDown, I'm excited for Hair in a Cell now. More specifically, this match instead, but yeah, I'm, I'm more excited for Hair in a Cell now. I mean, we've got three of them to look forward to. Mm. Fucking I know. Uh, they're definitely going to start the Hair in a Cell match. Definitely going to start. They're going to start the Hell in the Cell with a Hell in the Cell. I can see it. Which one, though? Bailey and Sasha? Yeah, probably. Mm, good work, good mark. Um, so let's start then. Let's start there then. Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Who you got? Well, just quickly, the SmackDown. I'm gonna give it a B. B. Okay, yeah. I, I forgot about that. Giving it a grade. Um, C plus. I'll give it a C plus. Uh, Last Sullivan's the reason why it got a mad, mad downgrade. Um, Chad Gable bringing back his <laughs> Chad Gable gimmick, fantastic stuff. Um, Miz v Otis. Why did he get so much TV time? Is beyond me. When we just had a draft. Uh, Daniel Bryan back in the ring. His energy with the boys wanting to fist him. Pals, um, brilliant stuff. Roman Reigns still being heel, brilliant stuff. The personal deep rooted stipulations for this match, brilliant stuff. Um, yeah, I'll give it a C plus. I'll give it a C plus. I'm gonna be that bastard. I'm gonna be hard to please. Cause why the fuck not? Why the <laughs> fuck not? Uh, but yeah, so Bailey versus Banks. Who you got for this? Um well see I was gonna Choose oh fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose Sasha Banks. You're going with Banks to finally get a home moment. Uh see now this is the thing with Sasha. Like I said, see the two previous matches in Hell Cell, she's lost both of them. I think one of them was in her own fucking hometown. That's how bad it was. And it was her first title defense. So if they pull the trigger on Banks to win the belt, then please give her at least more than one title defense that would have Come on, man. Give the girl some form of credibility, man. She's been a loyal servant, and she deserves better. I mean, Bailey on this absolutely historic run with the SmackDown title has been brilliant. But I think I'm going to have to go with you and back Sasha Banks to win this because I think she's due her comeuppance. I think she's due a lengthy title win with this belt. So, Sasha Banks to win that one. Um, Jeffrey Hardy... Versus Elias. Oh, I'm hoping it's going to be Elias. <laughs> and I want another musical rendition from him. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want Elias to win this as well. He's, uh, he's, been, he's been gone off team for such a long time. He's come back as a hill. Uh, but for some reason, I can see Jeffrey win this as well. My heart wants to last, but my head says Jeffrey. And this is the situations I hate to be stuck in. It's buttocks. 
Uh, I mean, who else is? What other matches are there this week? Actually, I'm trying to think about the Hill babyface dynamic that I'm going to be dealing with. Uh, I don't know. Screw it. I'm back in Elias as well because I'm going to walk with WWE. I'm going to walk with Elias, and I'm buying one of his tops as well. Actually, when I get the next time to go to shopping on WWE.com, walk with Elias T-shirt. Love it. Um. Kevin Owens versus Alistair Back. I, I don't know why this is a match, but apparently it is a match. I thought they had their blow-off match on Raw? Was it Raw last week? Yeah, it was. But apparently they're getting another match. I know Kevin Owens has won all of them, so I might as well just back Kevin Owens to win that one as well. Who you got? Uh, Black. Ooh. You reckon Black's finally going to get a win? over Kevin Owens after all his time. Yeah, I don't... So, I don't get his whole, whole eye dynamic. Obviously, he's wearing, like, a contact lens to make it look like he had his eye popped. But fucking Rey Mysterio had his mm. eye popped out. <laughs> what? what? I don't know, mate. This is WWE we're talking about, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, we just have to deal with it and get on with it. We just have to think that they just make us think that we've forgotten about all these type of situations. So yeah, all we can do is just run with it and hope for the best. Hope for the best. Oh, excuse me, gentlemen. I've not had my coffee or Red Bull yet today, so I need to get the energy back into my system. Um, uh, let's get this triple threat clusterfuck out of the match away as well. So Rollins versus <laughs> Dominic versus <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> um, I don't care what you got on my... <laughs> oh, I don't even know why that's a thing it's so dumb um, obviously Ray's going to come in and do some interference we're probably going to see some inappropriate things with the 19 year old um, <laughs> do you know I really just want Seth Rollins to annihilate everyone and just get rid of the storyline but I really want to win you. Um I really want Buddy really? Murphy to win, just because I like Buddy Murphy, but Ooh. I'm going to say Seth Rollins. Likewise. Likewise. I've put my name straight next to Seth Rollins to win this match because he's won every single match prior to this. I mean, he beat Dominic in all the matches when we had like, those two four times in the space of two weeks. He beat Murphy on Friday, so I don't see a reason why he's not winning this match either tomorrow night. So, uh, Money in the Bank match. The Money in the Bank briefcase match. Niz v Otis. I know who I want to win, but I know. I think I know who's going I to win. I think I know who's going to win. I want the Miz. I want the Miz to win, but I think Otis is going to win. Because Vince loves him, and he's not taking that off him anytime soon. Yeah, I've, I've seen some rumours flying around um, that Otis is going to have that contract for quite some time. And he's gonna mm. cash it in for a intercontinental title run. What? Mm-hmm. I have no fucking clue why, but sure. Um, but I'm gonna go for oh the caterpillar, Otis. Oh, why on earth? Would you give a man the most prestigious guaranteed title shot into his the money in the bank and then make him cash it in on the IC belt? Oh, fuck. I'm hoping oh, it's oh, supposedly no. a crap rumour. 
Um, really hope it is. I'm not going to go into a rant because Lord knows if I do, it's going to be a problem. Well, I mean, I went off on a Goldberg, but that was deserved. So, <laughs> fuck you, know. you, Goldberg. Oh, fucking prick. Oh, goddamn. I owe myself money now for saying his fucking name on my damn, this damn podcast. Fuck you, Bill. Fuck you. Uh, and then the two big titles of the night. So, we have Drew McIntyre versus uh, Randy Orton for the WWE titles. Um, I'm still backing Drew to win because his reign has been brilliant. I'm enjoying all of his matches. Um, and to be fair, the fact that The Fiend is on Monday Night Raw, I do believe he's going to cost RKO the title after you sat there and told me about that whole curse thing that he pulled out the box. And we're going to go from there. So, yeah, Drew McIntyre to Red Team. There you go. This is going to probably bite me in the ass because I definitely think The Fiend's going to get involved somehow. But. I think this might be the time that Randy actually finally fucking wins and then The Fiend comes out and does it. So you're backing RKO? Yeah, but I can definitely see this going really wrong. I was going to say that. No, I'm luck with these predictions in the so... Don't let me do yeah. it, Randy, you little bitch. You don't, you don't want Alistair to let oh. me down either, to be fair, because uh. I think we've got... Out of, six, out of the six matches we've got so far, we've predicted four the same, but uh, the two that are going to be critical will be Drew McIntyre, the RKO, and KO versus Alistair Black. Interesting. You're going with that one. Nice. And then finally, we have Roman Reigns v. Jey Uso in an I quit match within the Hell in the Cell. Um Roman is going to retain because Lord knows I, I love Jey Uso but I'm not going to make him the champion anytime soon Roman Reigns is too godlike at the moment I mean the fact that he choked up Braun Strowman is beyond me but yeah I'm going to I'm backing Roman to retain and then we're going to get the faction that we've always wanted between Roman Reigns and the Usos what have you got? well I definitely think Roman Reigns is going to win um, mm-hmm. I mean, they could blow my fragile little mind and have him lose, um, but I don't see that happening at this time. No, not anytime soon. I mean, the fact they bring him back Goldberg to get into a program with him at WrestleMania that we never wanted is just like brilliant. Cheers, WWE. Fucking assholes. Ugh. I don't know, but yeah. That's going to be an interesting one to see what happens. It'd be nice to see how he makes Jay say I quit, to be fair. I mean, I mean, we had a towel thrown in for him last last time they met, so to make him say I quit inside the home cell, it's going to be a brutal match. There's going to be some very nasty bumps, but we know what to expect. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So you're backing Roman to win that one, aren't you? Yes. Wicked stuff. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our review of SmackDown. We'll be right back for a short break, and then we'll get into AEW and the Go Home Show for TNA, and they're Bound for Glory. Oh, not TNA, Impact, sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they're Go Home Show for Bound for Glory later this evening. Remember, guys, to keep it... What? Dark. 
Back, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Good Old Kings in the building, and as always, Sammy Savage. Welcome back. You know you missed us, ladies and gentlemen, even if it was for like a brief couple of seconds in your world. Um, AEW. AEW. My favourite thing to say on a weekly basis when it comes to wrestling these days. Um, what did you think of AEW this week in general? Oh, they always like to entertain us, don't Ooh, they? Sorry, they always like to entertain us. Yo, hello. There you go. I think there was another botch there, but we can edit that out at some point. Um, what do you say there? They like to give us what we want. Mm, they gotta give the people what they want, even if the best friends weren't on TV this week, mate. Um, so we had the first round matches of the number one contendership tournament for the AEW Championship. Uh, some decent matches, some very very decent matches throughout all of them. Uh, what do we have first? So we had Wardlow and Jungle Boy. Wardlow with the win with that mad mad F ten. That F10 is fucking stupid. It's insane, man. I, I definitely want to see him versus Jeff Cobb in the Battle of the F10s. Does Jeff Cobb got uh... oh, I've just seen Jeff Cobb fucking launch people around. I don't even know what he calls it, but it's it's pretty brutal. Mm, that could be quite interesting, actually. That would be a decent match, actually. Two big, two big men slapping meat piles, uh, going at each other. Slapping yeah. meat? Yeah, it's a biggie reference. It was a big <laughs> reference because I know on his um, new New Day podcast about the man he liked to face in the ring back in the day. I'm not saying his name again because I've said it too many fucking times in my life already. But that's the man he liked to be slapping meat piles with in a match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's bad, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, um, that was a good match. I mean, Wardlow now into the next rounds. Two, I mean, we all know it's not going to be him, but do you, can you see him getting some form of title push in the future? Him and Jungle Boy, actually, in the future, getting some form of title push because Wardlow's just being built up like some big, mean ass motherfucker. Jungle Boy, he's just a solid worker in the ring, no matter who's in the match with. If it's not MJF, it's Wardlow, if it's not Jericho, you know, I've never seen a dull Jungle Boy match, even on Dark. Do you know what I mean? Man, like, they. They are definitely the future. Yeah. They are like, the future indeed. I don't even care if they had a belt. They're too good. They're just too good. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. It is, too, it is true. To be fair, I thought it was going to get that dirty knee strike finisher from Wardo, but instead we got I was hoping. Nah. I think it's safe, though. It's a safer move than taking that fucking knee. Light is for sure, sure mate. But yeah, so we're going to get Jungle Boys out, unfortunately. I mean, it's another title push, another title shot that he's had and nothing's come avail of it. And now we're going to get Wardlow versus uh, Hangman Adam Page, who had a, an okay match against Colt Cabana. An okay match against Colt Cabana. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best, but... You know, they still put on a decent show, decent out. And I thought the Superman pin from Cabana was going to win it, but clearly not. Uh, Buckshot Larry for the one, two, three. Bob's your uncle. Uh, so we're going to get Paige v. Wardlow. So here's my question because Cabana, I want to say he's been on a losing streak, but he's 
seems to be falling out of favour with the late great Brody Lee, who seems still missing off TV and social media pages. It's really bugging me now because, you know, I want to see the Sunday Twitch, you know what that means, stuff all the time and whatnot. But because um, Evil Uno seems to be the one that seems to be like the in-between between him and the Exalted One, what do you reckon is going to happen with Cabana being part of the Dark, Dark Order? I can definitely see him getting kicked out at some point. Mm, I mean, well, let's be sure about this. I mean, you had all of uh, the Dark Order members come out to help him out of the ring after his loss, you know, making it sound like he'd been through the wars and back. So it's nice little, it's a nice little touch, but yeah, you're seeing a bit of a build to uh, Cabana being booted with the grace of ease out of that faction, is it? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not sure if he's even really properly in it. Well, he's coming out wearing their, their colours in his costume. I mean, now he's still got his own entrance music. But he is wearing hmm. the colours. So there's, there's something there's something there. I think after that loss that he had with Brody Lee going absolutely off at him after the match, it, it's a telling sign. So we'll see what happens going forward for Mr. Boom Boom, Mr. Banner. Um, uh, and f- it was good stuff. It was good stuff. I just lost my train of thought there. Sorry about that. Because I just realised that. So my match of the night, no matter what anybody says, Penta L Zero M versus his brother Ray Felix. Um, it it was everything I expected it to be and more. But would you say that's a safe bet or safe thing to say? But that match, yeah, and they went fucking to town. They went to town. Now the problem is now the one WTF moment I'm going to take. Hold tight, Ross Trudell on Cultaholic for that. The one WTF moment is the fact that a Canadian destroyer won a match. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Canadian destroyer back to where it belongs as a finishing move that wins a fucking match. Not like you spot monkeys love every now and again, but yes, it won the match. Um, but prior to that, there was a, not a botch as such. Well, would you say it was a botch? But um, there was a nasty moment where Ray Phoenix took a knock on the head. And I think he went for it. He went for Was it a, what was it he went for? Was it a, I want to say it was a Hurricane Rana off the top or a Spanish fight. But either way, he landed really awkwardly. And he didn't look his same afterwards. I can't remember what spot it was, but I will find that spot. But he didn't look his normal self after that spot. Um, he finished the match, thank goodness for me, which is a good thing. But I don't know if you've seen this, but off TV, I think I sent you the link to this actually on the Instagram page from All Elite Wrestling. Ray Phoenix had to forfeit his position to his brother. Oh, bastard. I can only assume he's been. I can only assume he's, he's got a concussion or something, because that spot really did not look nasty. And let's be sure about this: that wasn't the only nasty spot that was horrible to watch. Um, AEW this week because John Reynolds. Oh, did you oh. see this? Oh man, fucking Cody oh, came from didn't he? Alex Reynolds, sorry, but yeah, he was he was gone. He was he was the chip knocked out in the match. I thought he was just said in his fuck, but rewatching it, you can see he is clearly clearly fucked. 
Like, what happened to him for him to take, to get knocked out so cold? What what was the spot that made him knocked out? Did you see it? I I don't know. I need to rewatch it again. All I remember is um, seeing a thing of Cody running out, going fuck. He he was proper fuck. Like he, he was, was on the. Def- he was knocked and then I think he tried to take another spot and you can just see that he's not with it so Alex Reynolds not John Reynolds sorry Alex Reynolds I hope you as speedy recovery as is Ray Phoenix and another person that's on the injured list actually she actually got put into hospital apparently Abaddon she's been hospital yes I don't know when this happened but I was doing the the roundup, watching, reading the news in the wacky world of wrestling, but apparently she got hospitalised a couple of days ago. I'm not sure what the injury was, but um, it's quite severe because they were bringing her back on to Dynamite TV. I know she's been predominantly on Dark, having matches, and she's been building herself up to come onto Dynamite TV again, but apparently she got hospitalised and she's been there for a few days now, so... AEW are not having the best of luck when it comes to their injuries at the moment, are they? I mean, that's three decent names that everybody knows who they are and they've been injured. Ray Phoenix, I can only assume Mr. Concussion after that spot with his brother, Penta L Zero Black. Is it Penta L Zero? Yeah, Penta L Zero. Um, and Ray, Alex Reynolds after that nasty, what looked to be he was asleep for God knows how long. Now Abaddon is just like, oh dear. Oh dear, what's going on? Now, I wouldn't say these these people that are working on safe because we all know that AEW have got, to me, one of the best, the best um, medical team working backstage with all the wrestlers and whatnot. It was quite evident with uh, Matthew Hardy. But, you know, it's, it's, it seems to be a bit of a theme at the moment. People seem to get injured in the most unexpected times. I mean, look at NXT. Yeah. Look at NXT. Uh, Mr. Cross... Injured, batter, injured. Uh, Carl O'Reilly, I don't think he now he's clear to wrestle. He was injured for a bit. Now I go to AEW, Phoenix, Reynolds, and Abaddon. This oh, the year, there it? is another one. Who? I completely missed this. You so in Raw, pepper spray. He got knocked the fuck out. He got knocked out in that match. Did he? Yeah. I missed that as well. Fucking hell. What is going on, bro? He, he, he doesn't really notice it, but like it's quite subtle, but he's just like out down at the bottom. <laughs> and then they're like carrying on. But he's like out. Fucking Not as bad as Reynolds, but he's, he's definitely out. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So that's four noble names injured this week. God damn it. 2020 is really fucking everybody over this year, isn't it? Oh, for the love of wrestling. Oh, and we Indeed it is. Anyway, we digress. Let's get back to our program. So yes, we had Penta L0M now taking uh, Ray Phoenix's place and he's going to go one-on-one with the Cleaner. Kenny Omega. Why did he get such a mad intro for his entrance this week? <laughs> what the fuck is that listing all of the know. things that he's done all the accomplishments he's had he was just like what the fuck kind of epic entrance is this but yes he came in now um, Sonny Kiss was taking the place of Joey Janela who was ex- exposed to someone who had COVID I believe if fucking COVID yes yeah, so uh, Joey Janela had been in contact with someone who tested positive so Joey Janela doing the right thing 
self-isolating for 14 days, looking after his colleagues and anybody that he works with. So well done to him. But Sonny Kiss taking his place and getting squashed in all of, what, 15 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you see the memes? (laughs) Oh, oh, the memes. So good. Thank you, He's been the meme of the year. I mean, I think my favourite meme was him, Matthew Hardy, chasing Sammy Guevara in the golf <laughs> court earlier this year. That was the best meme ever. But yes, Kenny Omega, the cleaner Kenny Omega, because you saw the girls with the broomsticks. <laughs> is this the push that we, he's going to get now? Because I think this is him going full circle now. I think. Do you reckon he's going to be the one to, to dethrone Moxie for the belt? Yes, I, I, I've said it before. And I'll say it again. I want him to come up the back. Nicole, <laughs> <Phrasing>. oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, dear. <laughs> Take out Moxley like Moxley took him out. Is where I'm going with this. And yeah. he just kept on coming out. That we've all played in our heads. Mm, I know the image you're talking about. I think it's when he made his debut on mm-hmm. Dynamite and the building went off. The building went completely off when they saw Moxie walking through the audience. So, yeah, that could be a nice little image. It'll be like a full circle where they both had an interesting year. Omega spending most of it tagging, but now that him and Paige are going to have their collision course at full gear, you know, it's it's going to be some fun stuff going forward. So, yes, Omega v Moxley for that belt, please. Yes, please. Give it to Omega. Yes, please. Turn him heel. Yes, please. Give me the cleaner gimmick. Yes, please. Would I want to see music from New Japan Pro Wrestling? Most definitely, yes. But we're not going to get that dude's copyrights. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. What can you do? What can you do? So, next week, we've got Omega v Penta L0M and Wardlow versus Hangman Page. Good stuff going forward. Now... <laughs> This the next segment after this, um, the dinner date between MJF and Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect no. that. No, <laughs> no, I did not. Um, I, I'm speechless. I'm, I'm genuinely speechless because Jericho just keeps reinventing himself over and over and over again. And when you think he couldn't surprise you, oh no, there he does it all over yet again. I I don't even know what to say about this segment. I think this got the most viewers, the most views ever. And I've seen a lot of people, I know a lot of people have been singing the praises of these two. Um, it's, it was brilliant stuff. Now, let's be sure about this. If this was a WWE segment, then you know people be ripping 10 shits out of it. But because it's AEW and we don't see this type of shit often, it, it was it was brilliant. The fact they were battling over who has the better steak. FYI, if you eat your steaks blue, you might as well eat the fucking thing while it's still alive. That shit is disgusting. <laughs> oh, I mean, who was, an, who was the other one that had the dodgy steak? Who else said steak? Was it? Yeah, it was uh, Brock Lesnar. Medium to well done, like what? Was it or was it medium to well done or something like that? I think it was like, what's wrong with you? Big man like you eating a well done steak. Get the fuck out of here. Might as well eat a boat. Trust me. Might as well just chew and chew and for the fucking night. It's ridiculous. But um Yeah, it was it, it was brilliant. I can't even lie, it was a brilliant segment. Well done to Jericho, reinventing himself, staying relevant. 
Still the ratings gods, still the demo gods. Love it. What did you think of it all? Man, you know, man, it was balmy. It was crazy. It was good. Um, MJF really surprised me in that. Um, but then you've got two of the best people on the mic. Mm. Um, why not do a crazy segment like that? It is. To show how good they are at their characters. It is true. And to be fair, I think it's just building more and more to when they eventually have their match one-on-one with each other because whether that's going to be for a belt or not is a different story because if there's a belt on the line in this match between the two of them, then, you know, the ratings would have gone through the fucking roof. But I think when they eventually have their match, it's going to be the biggest draw, if not the match of the night of whatever pay-per-view it's going to be on because... MJF, like you say, massive talker. Jericho just stage relevant, reinvents himself week in, week out. It's it's brilliant stuff. So, yeah, credit to the two of them because I didn't know how this was going to go. And to get something like that is just like, what the fuck am I watching? The worst thing is I wanted to switch off, I switched off, but I couldn't. <laughs> you know, I wanted to switch yeah. off, but I couldn't because it was such a catchy tune as well. Just like, God damn it. Fuck you. Oh dear. Um, yeah, so those two, brilliant stuff. And I forgot to mention as well, actually. Um, pro- during these like vignettes and the Mac title matches or the t- qualifiers for the title number one contendership, we had the confirmation of another I quit match between Mr. Moxley and Eddie fucking Kingston. Wow. Ooh. I completely missed this. Now, Credit to Eddie Kingston because I'm one of these people that I will quite happily admit I had no clue who the fuck this dude was at all. But since he's matching against Cody for the TNT belt, since he's aligned himself with Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers, since he's been given time on the microphone, he's just been he's just been something else and he has been refreshing. So the possibility of a complete and utter nobody in some respects for those who don't watch the indie scene as much as other people do. But he is a nobody. He is unknown. And he's getting another title shot in an adequate match with one of the hottest prospects in wrestling in the form of John Moxley. Wow. Just wow. It's going to be brutal. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, it's gonna be brutal. but the thing is, I don't want either of them to say, I quit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, Eddie Kingston, he's just been absolutely refreshing. And now he's going to have to be forced to say, I quit, because we all know Moxie's not going to, he's not going to lose that belt. I mean, he's gone through MJF, he's gone through Archer. Who else has he gone through? I'm missing somebody else. Brody Lee? Yes, he went through Mr. Brody. Has he gone through anybody else? I think he's put the belt against Darby Allen as well, actually. I'm sure he has. Yeah, yes, yeah. You know, so it's going to be one of the big boys that's going to take the belt off Moxley. So, I mean, Eddie Kingston, would I like to see him as the AEW champion? Who doesn't want to see him as the AEW champion is really not a true wrestling fan. Because I think on many of his podcasts and interviews that he's done recently, uh, not only talk is Jericho, but I think he's been on other podcasts as well. If you're in the wrestling business, you're in there to be, for one reason, you want to be the best. And now that he's getting a title push, I'd love to see him win it, but we all know it's not going to happen. But the fact that he's up there kicking it with the big boys, 
I mean, there is a history between him and Moxie as well. I think they may have crossed paths in CZW. So, mate, give me what I want. Give me barbed wire beds. Give me steel chairs. Give me 20 feet. Actually, no, not 20 feet. Give me like a 10-foot drop-off somewhere where they don't bump their head like Matthew Hardy did. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, I mean, that match is going to be absolutely a barnyard, steal the show kind of match, don't you think? It's going to be fucking blood, guts, gore, everything. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. But like, the thing I like about Eddie Kingston uh, is he's using like the sort of backstory with this. So I don't know if you saw it, the promo that got him the title shot against Cody. Mm. It was like during an indie match and then he was like, okay, they all left us in the indies to the prospect land <laughs> and they didn't put us with him he's like fuck you we're better yeah i've heard his stories i know i've heard the stories of how he got the title shot and how he managed to get the contract so well done to him like they see potential i mean the fact that apparently he had a trial with wwe this is the thing as well and they never gave it to him like thank fuck for that could you imagine if he was in wwe cutting promos like this it would be unheard of. It would be fucking unheard of. Be some walk with Dan shit has to remember, which nobody ever wants to see. So, what can you do? What can you do? But yes, we're going to get those two at full gear, as well as us getting... Actually, no, let's go back one more step, because uh, Britt Baker making an in-ring return. It was a squash match. It was a squash match. as all as we expected, but... Um, uh, do you reckon she'll be the next champion or do you reckon Nyla Rose is going to be a two-time uh, women's champion in AEW? Oh, 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 oh. This is the thing. This is the thing. I don't know. I don't know. I know Britt Baker is going to be the champion at mm-hmm. some point. Top hill. I can definitely That's see top that. I can definitely see Nyla becoming two-time champion as well. That's the thing, because I know Vicky Guerrero and Nyla issued the challenge on Dark, not this week, the week last week, to Kira Shida to defend the belt, and she's still not responded. I've not seen any responses. I've not seen anything on the social media pages of her accepting the challenge. So will we get that at full gear? Maybe, maybe not, because then I think that'll be all the belts, minus the TNT belt, being defended on that pay-per-view. Um, I'm loving Britt Baker. Since she turned heel, she's been a breath of fresh air. It's a shame that we haven't got the um, the full capacity crowds anymore because the heat she draws from some of her promos is just fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, she deserves a title shot. Um, all the conspiracy against her, you know, I think she's deserving of a title shot. Oh, yeah, what happened with the conspiracy? With the conspiracy. Is it still going? Yeah, she's still talking about that conspiracy in any of her primals that she does with um, Tony Giovanni. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I can't wait to see when she gets that title shot because I'm going to be the one that will pop the most when she wins that belt eventually. Go on, my girl. I'm going to have to go and visit her dentist clinic just to see what's really good, see if I can get like a year's worth of treatment for free. Obviously not, but, you know, wishful thinking, in it. <laughs> Wishful thinking indeed. Um, but yeah, she got the win this week. Who did she blink? 
uh, Kaiden King, or just King, we'll just call it King. She's not the good old Kings of Iron, but we'll just call it King. Uh, Fisherman's Netbreaker, Stomp into the Lockjaw. Yeah, King was done for. Good deal, she was done for. She's going to be a future champion, and hopefully she gets a very lengthy reign, and hopefully she changes that fucking belt when she gets it as well. <sighs> but I digress again. And then we had the main event, which was a four-corner tag team match for the number one contendership for the FTR's Tag Team Championships, who were at commentary ringside. Um, what did you think of this match, other than the Alex Reynolds scary, scary spot where he was out cold in this match? Because I think all the teams got a good showing at some point in this match. Yeah, I mean, I could see any of those teams going for the I title. Know. I know. Um, I mean, at the back of my head, I definitely was like the Young Bucks. No, they were always going to be win. They were always going to win that match. Oh, you know, you never know because fucking popular party beat them beforehand. Yeah, that is true in the inaugural tag team tournament for the. For the tag team belts, which was a good stuff, but um, no, it was always the young box. The way they've been building them recently, with their with their antics and the way they've been treating people, they had to get the title shot. So now that they've got him, but then the curveball at the end of the match. So a cameraman jumps into the ring, causing havoc, and it turns out to be none over than Tony Schiavone. Blanchard. Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was Tony Schiavone? Would it be fuck? Would it be fuck? I mean, to be fair, he's got every right. To be fair, he's got every reason why. He's got every right to get involved and screw over the young boss the way they've been treated him recently. Fucking up his phone, <laughs> super kicking the poor man. Like, mate, leave him alone. What's he ever done to you? What's he ever mm. done to you guys? But um, no, it was Tully Blanchard that came out and screwed over uh, the Young Bucks in that match. So, here's the thing. They worked over Matt Jackson's leg. They worked it over. They've done the whole spot where they put his leg in the chair, they jump onto the chair, causing a severe break or a lot of damage. Um, Can you see FTR retaining... Because like I said to you in the previous in the previous episode, like, I didn't want to see this match so soon. I wanted to see this match build and build. So I would have rather seen someone like, like you say, the um, private party win this match. They get beaten at the pay-per-view. And then the Young Bucks finally beat them after the Olympic tag team run. But, you know, this, my heart's going to be torn watching this match. I can see it already because I love FTR. I love the Young Bucks. I love both of them. Two different complete dynamics, but now it's a case of who do I want to win. I know I definitely want, for storyline purposes, for FTR to return because when the Young Bucks finally are at 100%, no injuries and whatnot. Because I think there's going to be a preview of what this match could potentially be. You know? Mm. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But um, yeah, FTR fucking up Matt Jackson's leg. And now we're going to get these two at full gear for the belts. Damn you. Can the, would a Young Bucks win another major title shot this year for the tag team titles? That's the real question. What do you reckon? It's 
gonna be a wild match. It will be. Um, for I think it could be a case of the Lucha Brothers rivalry, where FTR mm. win, Young Bucks gets challenged again, and they win. Yeah, but you don't want a hot potato with those titles so soon, do you? No, but I, and then they go for the third match and then the unbucked retain. But then that is Barry and FTR. <sighs> exactly, you don't want to do that. So it's going to be an interesting one going forward. So Let's hope they don't fuck yeah, it up. Well, this is, well, hopefully they won't fuck it up at all. So it's one of the situations. Hopefully they won't fuck it up at all. But let's see what happens going into... Um, Going into that pay-per-view. Uh, Did you see um, an addition to Eddie Kingston's crew as well? No, who? The Bunny. Oh, no. Ali. Oh, she's always been associated with the Butcher and the Blade, so it makes sense that she's part of the family as well. Yeah, she's she is back, baby. But she's not fucking Anna J hot, but Jesus Christ, she is hot. Jeez, she's not. You know, what I mean, I know I've got my favourites, that is for sure. But Anna J is definitely my number one baby girl at the moment. Although to be fair, Ty Conte, oh, oh, she's up there as well. But I digress again, ladies and mm. gentlemen. I digress. Um, right, so let's quickly go over Impact. I didn't watch all of it, but I know. Basically, what happens? So, um, <laughs> there's still this clusterfuck that was the five man, the five man, the five way match, which determined the number, the person who gets to be the number twenty in the call you shot gauntlet match at Bound for Glory. Now, I understand the rules of this now. So, the, the call your shot gauntlet match. If you win the gauntlet match, basically, you get to call your shot. You can have whatever you want. You fuck you want. That was shot. Uh, every whatever title you want, or you can get yourself a contract, which is the case of Rhino and Heath Slater. Um, in the match, we had Heath, Rhino, Alicia Edwards, cousin Jake, and Hernandez. Um, I this match was just so baffling because it's another intergender match as well. The fact that they had Edwards in there, mm. like they're proper pushing this intergender stuff in our faces now, isn't it? So it should give you an understanding. We should give us an idea of what to expect in the exhibition match at Bound for Glory later this evening. But, um, yeah, Hernandez. Oh, so, what happened to the end of the match? Oh, that was it. So, Rhino hit a spear on Edwards. Poor little lady. Getting gored to hell by Rhino. And he's still a big dude, actually. He's still a big boy. Um, gored her by mistake. Well, I don't think it was a mistake, to be fair, because if she's in the ring with them, then she's bound to take a bump. And then we had Hernandez coming in for the sneaky roll-up pin. One, two, three. Hernandez is the number 20 spot. Um, beautiful. No, what would have been beautiful is somebody I didn't want to win that match, win that, 20, you know, that number 20 spot. But yeah, it should be interesting seeing this gauntlet match to see the participants, because I don't know who's in this match either, to be fair. So it's going to be quite an interesting one. Um, Heath Slater, but you go on. That's why they were saying something that if Rhino doesn't win, yeah, he's I think out. Him and Slater will be out because neither of them have a contract. So again, it could be just good storytelling for all we know and just go from there and see what happens. 
Uh, mm. What happened after that? So we had the moose interview. Oh, good grief. I didn't understand this segment <laughs> at all. But, um, oh, wow. Yeah, moose storms out after the interview with, who was it? It was Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs is there, like, okay, that's interesting. And then he got kidnapped. And he's sitting there, EC3 still cutting the same bullshit promos that he always does. So which definitely tells me this is going to be a cinematic match. But um, I now understand the purpose of this match because he wants to burn the past, which is the Impact title or the, the TNA Heavyweight Championship, which makes perfect sense. Why are we going to bring back a, a belt that nobody wants to see? Um, he cut it and now he's happy that Moose is becoming the person he should be or some bullshit like that. I don't know what was going on, but yeah. He was done in a nasty black car as well. Did you see this? Yeah. Yeah, that was a uh, right old China. Bit. So we'll see what happens. Um who do you want to win this match between the two of them tonight? It's going to be EC3. Yeah, because then they can finally burn that belt and then hopefully maybe have another mid-card belt, but then have Impact got a big enough roster to have a mid-card belt like that? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, let's let's address the elephant in the room. Mm. Right? I've noticed this, and I've completely forgot to mention it. I think I know why EC3 is going a bit mental. Because he's been doing too much cocaine. And then if you look at the back of his hoodie, there is three lines that look like cocaine. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Being the top 1%, he can afford it. So that means he can snort it a lot. <laughs> and that's why he's all paranoid. Fucking great, great oh, storytelling. Yeah, fucking him and Albert uh, Baton have been fucking getting on it over the weekend, yeah? You fucking joker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. But, um, oh, mate, I've got to get my head together now after that. That's jokes. Oh, mate. So, yeah. <laughs> EC3 <laughs> off his face on the fucking cuff. Living the dream, mate. Living the dream. Um, yeah. Uh, interesting segment building up for this match between the two of them later this evening. Havoc v Rosemary. Um, Rosemary won, and now I believe she gets to bring back uh, James Mitchell. Oh, they're going to hell. They're going to, to hell. James Mitchell. Where's he been all this time? Havoc stabbed James Mitchell. Yeah, man. This is what I was saying. Like, because impacts like for mature audiences, they can do all these wacky storylines and it it just works because they can do all the gore. Mm. And like when she went to hell with Susie, she stabbed Thingy. I completely forgot this. So they're gonna have to go down to hell and well, resurrect. You're keeping up to date because when I saw this segment, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Because now that Safara James Mitchell's gonna be resurrected, just like, what do you mean he's gonna be resurrected? Then they explain that it's not okay, then fair play. So, okay, let's see what happens going forward. But the wedding's next week on Impact, I believe. Is that correct? It mm, is. That'd be quite an interesting segment to watch. I'm not gonna watch it and see all the craziness and all the people involved in that match. Um, we had a nice little promo from Katie Ray and uh, Diana Perrazzo going into their match at 
Bound for Glory this evening. Um, they made it very clear that all the former in knockout champions have always had their moment at this pay per view. So, who do you think's going to win mm-hmm. at Bound for Glory later tonight for that belt? Oh, it it should hopefully be one of the matches yeah, of the night. Definitely. Um, I'm going to say Peraza to retain. Right, that could work. Um, uh, I would like to see Kaylee Ray because I think Peraza's had that belt long enough now. So I think it'd be nice to see something refreshing now that we've seen Kaylee Ray and her dark side where she gets upset and angry. I mean, she be seeing some of the things she can do when she gets angry. So it would be quite refreshing to see how she goes into this match. Um, it's good, like you said, it could be one of the matches of the night, whether it is or not, is a different story. So let's see what happens going down. Uh, what else happened on Impact? We also had Eddie Kings, not Eddie, Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan for the just a general match, wasn't it? And yep. Good stuff. Uh, what else? Who won that one? Actually, I can't. I can't remember. Sammy Callahan. Um, Sammy Callahan. No, did, did he? I, I can't remember. I'm not sure what came out. I do believe we fucked him up. Yeah. So Ken Shamrock is um, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame as well, which is quite a big deal. Um. But yeah, no, I think Sammy Callahan must have won that. Which is uh, a good, good thing. Um, Sorry about that. Sorry about that, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I had to do my job at the same time. You can tell we're the Botchakar's podcast, doing things on the fly. Um, who's facing Shamrock this week, tonight? Who's he facing? Well, it's it's uh, Eddie Edwards. Um yeah, because uh, as I was saying, um, Ken Shamrock's getting inducted into the Hall mm, of Fame. With The Rock giving a special promo for him as well, isn't he? That'd be quite an interesting thing to see. Rock on Impact Television. thought I'd never see the day, but such is life. Uh, we had a six-man tag. Chris Bay, Rajit Raju and Jordan Grace for TJP, Big Mac and Trey Mihal. Uh, the team of Miguel Mech and P1, good match. I think everybody got a decent show. So now it's a case of who's going to win the belt to oh, this evening. Sorry, tell a lie. It's a slobber knocker. It's a scramble. Yeah, so who's <laughs> going to win that one? Um, for some reason, I can see Raju, Raju retaining because it's a scramble match. So there's a lot of Healish moments that could happen in this match, and I think the Hills are always going to win, don't you think? Yeah, I can definitely see him get a cheeky last minute pin and fucking <laughs> off. Um, do you know, I really want Trey to win, and I would also equally like Jordan Grace yeah, to like win. Like you said, like we discussed, to have a proper no limits, no limits division where everybody and anybody can go for that belt. Uh, good stuff from all of them. It should be fun. Oh, yeah, did I mention? I think it was you that sent this to me. But, ladies and gentlemen, you can watch Bound for Glory for free. We will stick the link in the description mm-hmm. so you can watch an amazing pay-per-view unfold for free. Celebrating their anniversary. Thank mm. you. 
And then we had the main event with the North and the Good Brothers in fighting to a no contest. I can only assume this is going to be a build for their Fatal 4-Way match tonight for that Tag Team Championship. Um, I I can't pick a winner in this match. This is a ridiculous one. I like all the teams involved. Well, minus Madman, Fulton and Ace. But who do you reckon is going to win it? It's going to be a fucking all-over-the-place match. It's going to be... Um, I think the the favourites going into it are probably going to be the Good Brothers. Because they were... They're going to love TV time. They're a little special. Um, which I don't know if you saw. They, they're talking shop. They had a Impact special. Really? No, I've not seen this. They did. I have not seen this. Um, they're also doing a second pay-per-view. When? Big news. Um, I can't remember the actual dates, but they have actually managed to get the second one on the go, which is quite a big thing. Mm, did not see that coming. Again, I was I was in and out of bits and pieces trying to watch Impact. So I've, I've, there's a lot of things that I've missed. I'm up to have a little rewatch before the show starts later tonight. Mm. Um, but it's looking to be a decent <laughs> show. So, the matches we've missed, Eddie, Eric Young v. Rick Swan for the main belt. Who do you reckon is going to win that? Oh, 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 um, oh, I just want Eddie to go fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> Eddie, Eric. Um, yeah, that is true. That's I the one. Eddie, Eric. I want to see Eric Young retain, but I can see Rick Swan winning it for some reason. Maybe strap the belt to him because he's a bit of a draw, so they're going to give him... A nice push. Uh, the tag team belts, I might have to go with you as well. Go with the Good Brothers. Moose um, hmm. EC3, couldn't care less. Really couldn't care less on being serious. Uh, Rajit Rajri to retain. Uh, Katie Ray to win at the Impact and the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match. It's got to be either Rhino or, or what's his name? Uh, Heath Slater to to win that match because they've had Heath Slater on TV for such a long time they wouldn't hype him up this much and not give him a contract you know what I mean so give him his big win get his contract and then go from there Shamrock why he's still wrestling is beyond me so to be honest I'm not really going to give him monkeys about that match even when it comes on my TV when I watch it are you going to be as invested in that match as much as everybody else is going to be yeah, I'm more invested in fucking Sammy Callahan being his usual that's, that's fucking crazy, yeah. cunt self. He is, he is amazing, to be fair. I wouldn't mind seeing him in a match against John Moxley if he was ever to get called up to fucking AEW. That'd be a Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the potential there. Oh. Oh, but ladies and gentlemen, I have to bring this show to a close because I need to actually go and do my job now. But... um. Yes, I'm good old Kings. He's Sammy Savage. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this episode of Botchercast Podcast. And always remember to keep it botched.